Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there, it's Anne-Marie Miles and welcome to this episode, special episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, all the way from the United States of America in the great state of Indiana. I am currently on the I-69 going from Bloomington, heading south to Evansville, which is where I'm staying. Now, I did promise last week that I would tell you why I was in America and why I'm in Evansville, Indiana and not Disneyland in California. I am here because in 2010, I had a cornea transplant. And in 2011, the mom of my cornea donor contacted me. Now, I didn't know where the cornea had come from. And it had come from America, from a man called Brandon Tucker. And his mom got in touch with me. And then we got uh, in touch with each other and eventually made contact. And this is the second time that we have come to visit Brandon's family. So I am in the car with Diane, who's Brandon's mom, and I wanted her to share a little bit about the story from her point of view. Um, And I will be sharing a little bit about my point of view, but I wanted to kind of let you hear the story from the American side. Um, So first of all, Diane, thank you for agreeing to do this. I wanted to ask you, tell me, just tell me a little bit about Brandon uh, or your Bubba, as you call him. Everybody called him Bubba because the boy across the street was Brandon. Oh. So there was, they were both Brandon Lees. Oh. And so my Brandon became Bubba. And then I had two Brandons. And uh, Bubba was an all-American young man, a crazy wild boy. Um, but he loved sports, and he became a golf pro. And he was... Um, very successful in that, well, professional at a country club, but he was assistant pro there, and he had had an unfortunate thing happen that his wrist had snapped, and he had seven wrist surgeries. Two were in Evansville, Indiana. Two was at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. One was in San Jose, California. And there was two in Louisville, Kentucky. So he, we went around America trying <laughs> to get his wrist fixed. And God finally let him have his wrist fixed. Then, after that, he was in a very severe car accident and had a brain injury and had to be taught to read again and learn different things. And so that was a challenge for him also. Through all of this, his faith remained strong in Jesus. And um, we had always talked about as a family about being organ donors. And we made sure that we all had it on our license. And it's so important to us about that. 
and uh, several years after his bad car wreck, he actually became um, better after therapy and many uh, stayings at a, at a brain injury clinic for rehab. And he was able to, um, he loved to snow ski before any of his accidents. And God had him in November, he got to play golf for the first time in 11 years. Wow. And in February, um, I was able to get he and a couple of buddies uh, in um, Breckenridge, California, a timeshare for the week for them to go snow skiing. And because his health had been not good for several years and he had been through so, such traumatic things, even with him it was called post-traumatic stress syndrome because of the brain injury. But he decided he was going to get up the first morning and ski by himself. And so he wasn't quite a good skier before all of his accidents. He was a good skier. Yeah. But he did make it home. He made it back to the condo. Yeah. And he um, told his buddies, you know, what he had done. He didn't tell them he was going to get up and go without them. He got his own bus, his own lift ticket, which was a miracle that he survived it and got back to there and he could do it all. God let him have a great day and the two things he loved the best he got to do in November and February. He got home from the skiing that day by himself and he passed away in his sleep. His, uh, his heart just exploded from the altitude and his physical condition. So when I got the call at 1.23 in the morning on February 23rd of 2010 and got the call that he wasn't breathing and then I finally got the call from the hospital that he had passed away, the first thing I said, I don't know if you have his, his uh, billfold or not, but he is an organ donor. Anything you can use, you must that because yeah. that's what he always wanted so God worked in mysterious ways with <laughs> this because the only organ they could use was one cornea now, the rest of his organs because of the the way that the heart uh, exploded um, was that they all had died but another good thing is that he had a cad cadaver tendon in his wrist so I said take any bone muscle skin any of that and a lot of people don't know that you can harvest all of that even if you can't do organs because burn victims they mm -hmm. take the skin yeah. and and everything so I was so blessed to know that someone would receive sight in America at the Lions Eye, Eye Bank and of course he it went through Denver Eye Bank there where he passed away they sent me a letter and told me I had to wait a whole year before I could contact the recipient of his cornea and they do this they want the family to have time to grieve yeah. and to make that decision if they truly want to 
meet yeah. or be in contact with the person who was the recipient. Yeah. Some families do not want to know. I wanted to know yeah. since that was the only organ. And I was not able to send Anne-Marie the letter directly. Nope. I had to send the letter. The uh, Denver Eye Bank had to approve of it. And then they sent it on to her. They Well, they actually sent it to the eye hospital where I had my surgery. And then the eye hospital contacted me and asked my permission to release the letter to me. Oh, I guess I forgot Yeah, that. yeah. Yes, so and then when I wrote back to you, I had to go via the hospital. The hospital went, I, I believe, via the eye bank and then the eye bank come to you. So, so although I'm the only individual, have you any idea how many people were impacted by the skin and the bone and the muscle they were able to harvest from Brandon? They told me it could be up from 80 to 100 people wow. of wow. what his of what his body donated. Yeah. And um, and but to think that it went to Anne Marie and she had no idea it came from America until No, well I the year later. Yeah, because I remember so he Brandon passed away on the 23rd of February and at that stage my cornea operation had been in the diary I got my date I think the beginning of December I was told that I my operation would be the beginning of March so I knew that date was coming and I knew that and I remember going in on the 2nd of March and I had to ring the hospital to make sure that there was a cornea and make sure that there was a bed so I remember ringing on the 2nd of March 2010 to say, do I still come in? Is there a cornea and is there a bed? And they said, well, there's definitely a bed. But at the moment, there isn't a cornea, but, but come in anyway. So I went in on the 2nd and I did all the pre-op stuff. And about like 7 or 8 o'clock that evening, I still hadn't heard anything. So when the surgeon came to talk to me about one of the forms... I said, do you mind if I ask you? I said, this morning when I rang, like half seven this morning, they said there was, you know, there wasn't a cornea, but there was a bed. There was a bed but I like the operations in the morning. Is there a cornea? And she said, oh, yeah, it arrived. And I remember thinking what a strange thing that was for her to say that the cornea had arrived. I was like, arrived? I thought there was an eye bank. I thought it was just sitting there, you know. So I do remember in the days after the operation just being really aware that somebody somewhere was grieving the loss of someone i just remember you know even in those few days after the hospital thinking somebody somewhere but i thought it was cork or galway or or dublin you know just presumed it was somebody down the road a bit that somebody somewhere was grieving the loss of somebody and i remember praying for whoever the family was and i remember thinking one day obviously i can't do it yet but one day i will get and you know I will see if I can make contact and then it was like that it was a year later that I got a phone call I was on my way just leaving the house for work and I got a phone call from the eye hospital to say that they had received a letter from the Rocky Mountain Lions Eye Bank in Colorado and I was like okay and they said well that's where your cornea came from did you not know that I was like no so this was a year later I'd had lots of post-op care and checkups. I said, no, I, 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 I had no idea. And they said, oh, yeah, your cornea came from the eye bank in Colorado. And the, the mother of the donor has requested permission to write to you. Can we 
we and we have the letter here can we release it to you we need your permission and honestly if i'd have been able to climb through the phone to grab the letter off that woman i would have done it i couldn't but you know I, i was so excited so i said yeah so then it was the longest two or three days of my life then waiting for them to forward your letter to me and i remember reading it and just being blown away that it wasn't somebody in Waterford or Wexford or Galway. And I, and one of the things you said in the letter was that Brandon had gone, something about Brandon going to be with the Lord. And I remember saying to Richard, my cornea donor was a Christian. He was a Christian. I was so excited. I mean, you know, I would have been grateful for anybody, but I just thought, what an amazing thing. So we then wrote back. But of course, our letter had to go back to the Royal Victoria Eye and Ear Hospital in Dublin. They had to send it to the Eye Bank in Colorado and then Colorado had to send it to you. But I think we found each other on Facebook, didn't we? Uh, around that time. Well, I certainly went looking for you on Facebook. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> She's much younger than I am. So, <laughs> And Brandon was 36 when he passed away. Yeah, and, and I was... 38. 38. Yeah, when I had yeah. my yeah, so so they were they're close in age, yeah. Yeah. and just to know, and then five years later they came yeah. to America, yeah, and met the brothers and sisters yeah. and his dad, and and the whole family, and the most wonderful thing in the world was to look in the Anne Marie's yeah. right eye, yeah. To know my son was looking at her. God is so it's wonderful. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And to think she's a Christian and her husband's a Baptist preacher. I know. Well, I mean, and come I'm, on. And Brandon and I have always been Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> Baptist church. I know. And it's been brilliant because both uh, the trip a few years ago and the trip this time, we've been able to go to Brandon's church. There's a beautiful memorial to Brandon on the wall of the church. And the last time I came, I was able to meet his pastor who has since passed away, but I've met the new pastor. I got to sing in the church and Richard has played. And it's just been an amazing experience. And and actually last night I was in a supermarket and one of the ladies behind the counter said, why did you come to Evansville? Like, you know, you, you're coming to America. Why, you know, why would you come here? But it's just, a, you know, this it's such a special place for me to be able to come and spend time with Brandon's family and just I'm just so thankful I'm just so so thankful for the you know the opportunity and for the gift of sight my sight was deteriorating and uh, I was really worried I used to have to have huge music if I was playing music it used to have to be uh, photocopied and blown up and uh, big huge pages and uh, it's, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. So, and there's probably lots of other people out there, Diane, who Brandon has changed their lives. But of course, the, the way that system has worked, you haven't been able to contact them. Right. But if you yes. think of all of those people who've benefited from skin, burn victims, and people who may have had, uh, like the cadaver tendon that Brandon received years ago, somebody else may have received something of his. It's, it's quite it's, amazing, it's isn't it? It's a blessing. Just yeah. such a blessing that yeah. God how God works in mysterious ways and again you know I, I encourage everyone I've asked all of my grandkids are you organ donors yeah this yeah. is how important it is sure and because you know God allows 
this to happen and to help other people yeah. that need a heart yeah. or need what can be used of that body. Yeah. And I am so blessed to have Anne Marie and Richard in our whole lives, our family's lives. And today we spent it with my daughter. Yeah. And yeah. her family. We've just been in Bloomington. We're on the road back to Evansville. And tomorrow we are leaving to come back to the UK. So next week's episode will be coming to you back from Wales. But for now, that's all. And uh, thank you, Diane. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you and sharing your story. Enjoy, I hope you enjoy her message every week <laughs> because she's a blessing to many. That's great. Thank, thank you. you. God bless. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that wonderful story. I'm here uh, sitting in an airport getting the podcast ready to go online because I've got a few hours before my next flight home. Normal service will be resumed next week. Uh, back to words, wobbles and wisdom as you will be used to it. If this is your first time to listen, go and listen to some older episodes to give you a more usual flavour of what the episodes are about. But uh, this one was a special one as I was visiting the United States of America. So I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye-bye.